Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of Youth Talks. As always, my name is Sanjay Satish. I'm joined today by my two friends, Walter Lim and Alexander Ong. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. Okay, wait. Well, I think I think we should differentiate who's Walter and who's Alexander. Okay, yeah, I'm Walter. Um, I'm Alex. Slightly more. Well, we... <laughs> Never mind. I'm Walter. Alex is the... Uh, the other, uh, other guy. Yeah, I'm... I'm I can't describe him. It's a podcast. It's a new feeling. <laughs> So, anyways, we're changing up the format a little bit. Uh, after some, uh, how do I put it? After some suggestions, uh, instead of doing the usual interview commentary kind of thing, where you, you have a five-minute interview and then I do like a five-minute commentary, we're doing a group discussion with uh, three people here, and uh, yeah, hopefully it should bring up more opinion and less redundancy. Exactly, yeah. That was the problem with the first format uh, of interviewing with the same questions, because generally, we're all high school students, so we, we share some some ideas. Uh, it, it got repetitive, so, yep. Also, this will be a lot shorter, because we can cover a lot more material in a lot less time. Yeah, exactly. That should be good. Yeah. Alright. My name is Sanjay Satish, and this is Youth Talks. What's the topic today, Sunday? Okay, yeah. So today we're going to talk about why ma- the majority of students don't dislike math. I think it's a majority. Yeah, I don't know we're taking you... that as a fact right now. We're not yeah. going to. We're, we're not, not going to dispute that. Yeah. Let's just answer this question straight up. Why do you think kids hate math? Why do I think kids hate? Why do I think kids hate math? I think it's because uh, they are taught, or no, no, it's because math is is. Um, there's always a 100% correct answer as compared to some of the other subjects like English where there's often not a correct answer, especially if you're um, writing an essay. Um, of course, when you're younger, it's going to be lower quality, but that's not the point. Um, the point is English, there's more variability and there's more um, uh, more like there's always one right answer math, meaning people can get discouraged much easier uh, if they get an answer wrong. Where in English, it's just sort of like, okay, well, I can improve here, but I know I'm not 100% wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think what adds to that is, like, the way math scales, in a sense. So it's like, you start with 1 plus 1, but then you apply that addition to so many things, like the quadratic formula, for example, or Pythagorean theorem. And it's like, if you don't have a good foundation, then you just get lost in the mix as you keep moving forward. And, and maybe some of it has to do not having a good foundation. Maybe that has to do with how math, math is taught at a young age or how kids mm. come to view math. See, we've, um, everybody's had those, uh, those worksheets in elementary school where you have to do, you know, your multiplication tables in less than a minute or something. Oh yeah, uh, time yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those sucked. Because yeah, you had to you had to memorize exactly what it was because you had so little time to do it. So did you and, learn it or did you memorize it? Well, we learned yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Did you learn yeah, it? Yeah, or we did you memorize it. I guess in that case, since it's so simple, there's not really that big of a difference. But I could see later on it becoming a problem because we didn't really learn why we needed to know that sort of stuff. 
and I think that's also the root of not only just roots of math problem, the root of maths problem, but most subjects is the why yeah. piece. Why? Why is this applicable? Why do I need to know X Y Z? But I mean, um, I mean, this is gonna detract. Oh, you can finish. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. If yeah, okay. So, oh, this is gonna detract a little. But I think that once you start thinking why you need to learn this, I think it detracts away from you actually learning about it. Because because oh, yeah. when you get into that mindset that. Well, why do I need this? I'm never going to use this. Why do I need this? I'm ah, never going to use this. Yeah, you, I you don't. It doesn't register in your mind what you need. So I think that happens at a young age for a lot of people with math, and then as they get older, they just they just stop. Like again, if you don't have the foundation, then you can't progress. So. Mm -hmm. so well, okay. It, it wasn't as much of why do I need to know this. I don't think I'll ever need to know this. I, that's not what, that's not what I meant. It's more of I think teachers should explain why this is important, so okay. such that that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, it, it, it becomes uh, sort of uh, disliked, right? Yeah, definitely. And it, it prevents the foundation from being created, which means that when you're older and there actually is a much more relevant use to it. Um, well, I'm not saying math is irrelevant up until when you're older, but it's much more important when you're older, I'd say, uh, especially if you're pursuing STEM. It's like you need to have a strong foundation in math. And STEM is a very, very, like there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of opportunity in that area. Yeah, so it's also very profitable. It, that's, 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 yeah, that, that's why there's a problem. Well, um, it also has to do with, since nobody ever gets that foundation, um, well, nobody ever learns to like math, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it gets a negative statements. connotation, in a sense. Uh, it just, it repeats itself. What do you know? It sounds very similar. It's like uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? That's a good analogy, yeah. People mess up with math, they don't like it, they tell their kids they don't like it, or it just gets spread around, oh, this math is no fun. Think about that yeah. negative incoming negative bias. I'm going to hate math. Ah. So they don't even try. Foundation repeats itself. All of a sudden they're doing harder math that they don't know how to do. Or how to how to uh, how to tackle right, and it cycles getting worse and worse every time. So okay, so we, we we've established math as a problem. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking for a while. We've established math as as a problem and like why we think it's there. Unless do you guys have any other reasons why you? Well, think I was gonna say, I was gonna talk about repetition, ah, like okay, going back to the foundation. Cool. So. Like, why do math teachers always assign a lot of problems? Because the only way you can grow it into your head is repetition. It's the uh -huh. exact same thing with, like, learning a foreign language. Like, I yeah. know in middle school when I was learning Spanish, my teacher always used to say, repetition is the only way to learn it because the more exposure you have, the more it's going to sink in. Mm -hmm. So I think if you block yourself off from that repetition, like I think Alexander was saying too, and yeah. you were saying with the with the prophecy, that analogy, yeah. if you cut yourself off, then you're never going to, the two chains are never going to link. Again. Between doing the repetition and uh, learning, yeah, yeah, and learning, yeah, okay. and learning, and and repetition sucks. No one likes you know to do. That's true. Yeah, no one likes fifty math problems. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, okay, uh, what were you uh, you, you said it's you said it's like learning a foreign language. I would say it is learning a foreign language. Oh yeah, well, it, math it, is. It might as well be a foreign language when like you're looking at all these complex. Calculus formulas, you don't know what to do with them. That's true. Yep. Limits. 
Uh, well, well, maybe some of you that won't be a problem. Some of the people yeah. listening, but uh, that's what I'm tackling in math right now. It's well, well, uh, we should, maybe we should preface this by saying that three of us like math. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. For the most part. But yeah, I was gonna... that, that stems from us knowing about its usefulness. That's, that's true. I agree with that. We've been given a lot more exposure than a lot of other people. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, it's yeah, not maybe, that's, that, that, maybe that could also be because we're on the higher end of the math chain in the sense that we're taking calculus. So. Ooh, aren't we special? Ooh, we, we are special. Well, <laughs> so I'm special. Yes. I'm Sorry, being sarcastic. Special. I'm being sarcastic. Um, yeah. But either way, it, or do, you think I, do you guys think there are any more reasons or uh, ideas that contribute to why math is sort of uh, disliked? No? Alright. That's well, okay, well, actually, no, I, I, wait, I won't think. I feel oh, like okay. in society, math is kind of taken as a smart, air quotes here, smart person's job, where in the sense that, like, uh, if you're going to file your taxes, you go to a CPA to do it, so you're not uh-huh. involved in the math, you just tell them what you need to, like, if you what? got married, you know, whatever. Either, yeah, it doesn't matter. Goes, and then they, they crunch the numbers for you. Uh-huh. So, or like a statistician, you know. So if you want to know, like, pretend playing football, how many yards I got in a game. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do the math for me. Yeah. So I think in that sense, you leave it up to the to the math real, minority. Real, real tough math on that one, finding the football yardage. Oh yeah, so hard. Either way, keep going. Well, anyway, um. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I I'm not wholly comfortable with with that kind of analogy to math. Explain. Yes, I, I I think that um, you're talking about how. Math isn't isn't applicable in a lot of uh, it doesn't seem applicable right to an average person because someone else does it for them. But I'm like, where does that person come from? That's true. That that's a very yeah. I made a very generalized statement. We all have been. Yeah, that's... To be to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. If you know if you're baking cookies, you know you gotta know how many how many cups of milk to put in the batter. So. Mm-hmm. Wait, Sandra, can you that drink seems... milk? Yeah, I can drink milk. <laughs> uh, Lactose vegetarian. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. He's a. He's got some. He's got some foodie restrictions, but that really doesn't matter, and probably will be cut from this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave it. In. Anyways. You'll leave let's it. Keep... All right. Sure. Okay. Okay. What are we gonna bring the conversation to next? Oh yeah. Okay. I was trying to reel it into a. Um, okay. Okay. We've established that it's a problem, and we've established why we think it's a problem. Yeah. How do we go about solving this issue? Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, well... This is the extent of our preparation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, awkward okay, silence and uh, being prepared um, for it. Okay, I, I think I have a solution. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more you use application problems... From uh, a younger age, and, and yeah, like word problems, because kids usually hate word problems because uh-huh. you know any whenever you apply something to something else, if you don't understand the root of that application, like I'm drawing a, like a parallel to physics here, like if, if you don't understand the root of the application, then it, you get lost really easily. <laughs> I, but but what if you get a word problem that's like oh yeah you know Sanjay buys ninety two apples or something? Well yeah I, I know but like. Really, a pl- oh, okay, so what you're saying is word problems, even though they're word problems and they're situations, they're uh, surreal? Oh, yeah, you know, a lot of them are. 
Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. Just to clarify. So do we want to go for realism, or do we want to go for applying math in a introducing it to um, the language in that kind of way? Well, I'm gonna draw yeah. actually a, a little bit of a tangent from that, but I wanna a tangent. A, a little bit of tangent. I wanna not a sign or cosine. If, if we if we if we write. No. <laughs> what happens okay. if we make kids write essays about explaining the concepts? Like, if, write man? a paragraph about how addition works. Or, oh, they would hate that. Yeah, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, because it's so hard to conceptually... But what if you made math be taught from a conceptual level? Okay, uh, so like, here's what I'm like talking about. It's, it's purely, purely variable-oriented. That's a good idea. But I think the word problem is the wrong application. Because Alex hit it right on the, uh, right on the head of the nail... Um, he said, kids hate word problems, and I did dislike them, because they're a lot harder to wrap your head around. Um, yeah. uh, but that's, that's the most useful, right? Um, what I do, so teaching, uh, like trying to make kids, um, teach kids math by d doing things that they hate is probably not the most effective way, right? Um, but that's I do think true. conceptual, the conceptual approach is better. Um, and you brought up physics. And that's something that I think is really like has a lot of potential for being uh, a way to to teach teach math skills because you can clearly see, or at least I could when I first, when I took a my first physics class, I could see okay, well this makes sense now. Like everything's okay. I see why I need to know this quadratic equation and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I think it is. I think you need to tie it in more with the STEM relevancy, STEM uh, field. Oh, oh really? Uh, I, any yeah. any topics too. Not just, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you don't want to force kids sure. to go into STEM. So what you're well, saying... Yeah, no, then... no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're taking a math class, it, it shouldn't become as much of a math class and more of like a um, physics class which teaches you math, not a physics class with a math, math prerequisite. So you're okay. saying that instead of students having a discrete class for something like calculus and learning about their, their um, limits and their derivatives in calculus sure. class they should go instead to a physics class or like a statistics class where they learn about oh, something to do with uh, kinematics and how they have to do with limits instead. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I'll expand on that a little bit. It's sort of like a little bit straying further from the norm um, because right now we're in a physics class that has a prerequisite of either prior physics experience or calculus, um, physics right. C. Um, but what AP I think it should be. Ooh, yeah, Whoa. okay. <laughs> no, but we I'll also noticed. there as you cut me off. <laughs> but we've noticed. We've noticed hold, hold on, that. Alex. Can I finish up? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, my point is, it shouldn't be necessarily a physics C class that I'm taking with an emphasis on math. I think it should be more of a STEM class, which teaches both, and the physics piece is used to help people understand what's going on. Oh, that's... So it's kind of like an... an Oh, never mind, actually. So, yeah, instead of having two periods, it'd sort of be condensed into one. Yeah. Well, okay, well, actually, I want to I draw... Well, like, like for me, I understand math, like, analytically, how math works. But yeah. then when I got to physics, when they taught it conceptually, I, I was completely lost. We also noticed, though, that kids in AP Physics this year who have not taken physics before and have come from yeah. calculus... And they, they don't have the conceptual knowledge of it. They they have all the math they need to do the problems, but they can't do them. 
Uh, yeah, because you don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing. Because if you if you understand the concept, then you can apply the reasoning. Yeah. No. Well, okay. Let's use physics C more of an as example, more of as an example, because I think it should start earlier, before you know anything about physics, and before you yeah, say, even know anything about. Um, what do we use in physics? We, we use pretty basic algebra in physics, really. So, like, if that stuff is intertwined back when we learned algebra, whenever that was, I feel like it, it would have become more relevant. It's like, okay, this makes sense. Like, this is why I need to know how to put X on one side of the equation. You know? <laughs> this is yeah, why I yeah. need to know how to reformat um, this equation and solve for a certain variable and, and um, interpret a problem, interpret a word problem, because this is relevant. Like, uh, Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe STEM isn't the best way to put it because that's including yeah. technology and engineering, but more science and mathematics, or even just like a sort of uh, uh, combined physics and math class. Or and yeah. I'm sure there's like statistics that statistics I think would have really helped. I think one of the most relevant units in math uh, was the probability unit, which I, I'm sort of connecting to, to statistics yeah. loosely. I know they're not exactly the same, but. Um, that's the most relevant, and it was pretty. It was. It was. Even though while I struggled with it, I understood how how useful it was, which made me think, okay, well, this would be important to learn. Yeah. Um, so that's just that part. How how I was it's more inspired to learn the probability sections mm -hmm. in, in 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 math classes uh, than I was say I don't know something that I couldn't exactly see the obvious application for, which is why it should be paired with stuff that have has. Uh, that sort of clear correlation to the real world. Yeah, I feel definitely like with probability again, it's very conceptual in the sense that you can't just do x plus y equals x plus y. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, you have to understand like, okay, there's five apples in a bag. If I pick one, what's the probability of me picking out? Oh, I say there's like three red apples and there's two green apples. What's the probability of me picking out a green apple? You have to actually think about, okay, I have to take one out. It's... It's it's a lot more like like again drawing analogy to physics, it's it's a lot more conceptual and I think because it's conceptual you're drawn in to learn it more even though it may be harder, mm -hmm. which is what it is exactly what you said. Alexander, you got anything? Um, I I was just listening. I I don't have Good. anything to say right now. Okay. Um, Are there any other solutions you can think of? Because I think that one's pretty pretty inclusive. Yeah, that's true. Or rather wholesome, but it, it might be a little too broad. Yeah, well, let's okay, let's talk about a much later age. So I, like, let's talk um, oh. about something like Common Core. And okay. is that is that not an attempt to try and standardize and normalize math to students? Yeah, but we're we're I, we're talking about liking it rather than ability, like preference. But, Okay, but well, what I think is, if you already have a, an innate preference for math, then you're gonna progress faster than someone who doesn't. Uh, yeah. See so, so I think Common Core, like Alexander says, is an attempt to math for the masses in a sense. Mm -hmm. But Settings. not yeah. not like the philosophy. I mean, the, the method, the method. Methodology. Yeah, the methodology. With me, which really they they teach kids math. It's, uh, Walter, you know what uh, expanded form is? Like, expand just like write 101 in expanded form, so it's 100 plus 1. Really? I, 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 did you learn that in elementary school where you had standard form, expanded form, 
Probably, but it sounds irrelevant, so I don't remember it. Okay, well, it was like, Alexander, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like 648, right in an expanded form. So 600 plus 40 plus 8. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like you're componentizing the number in a sense. Okay, so what does that have to do with Common Core? That's, just That's kind of, well, I've like seen Common Core math problems and stuff. That's kind because, of what they do. Because Common Core attempts to conceptualize variable-based yeah. oh, problems. Okay. So like breaking it up into its components in a sense. Okay. Well, instead of instead of making a big number like a thousand seem so intimidating to someone who's just first learning math, mm -hmm. then you, you break it up. If you want to do um, addition in the thousands, you can do oh a thousand and uh, twenty eight plus fifteen hundred and seventy, and then you just break it up. Fifteen hundred and seventy is a thousand five hundred and seventy. Mm -hmm. So you just break it up into those those um, components, then you realize that the the bigger concepts in math are just made out of little concepts. Okay. I think going off that, I'm. Yeah, no, that's a really just, good idea. Yeah, I should start calling you Mr. Ong, resident oh, teacher. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, but, what I was gonna say is okay. Yeah, keep going, Alexander. Sorry. But the main point is that um, people don't seem to like Common Core. Because it teaches math in such a confusing way compared to, um, and this is what I've heard is that like adults get their kids, um, they pick their kids up at the end of a Sorry. school day, and they're teaching. That school teaches Common Core, and the mm -hmm. adult sees this awful expanded form, just it, it's awful solution. It's unrelatable, right? To to to, uh, to, to yeah. um, a math equation, and then. What someone older will think is that since they're taught math differently, they'll say, oh, you don't have to um, break up the 10,000 into all these little pieces and, you know, find out that 10,000 is just 100 times 100. Why, why are you doing that? Instead, they'll just say, oh, you need to carry the one and uh, do long division this way. But in doing um, that carrying the one and the long division and the long multiplication, People are working with numbers, but not knowing what's behind the numbers. What's behind the numbers, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think. Well, I think going off that, we haven't just calculator use at all. But I, f calculators are invented to co compute big, big things, big computations. Mm -hmm. But then, as like, okay, pretend I'm adding like ten thousand versus or plus ten thousand. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people. Well, a more complex number like fifteen hundred thirty-eight plus seventeen hundred fifty-five. Okay, sure. a lot of people are probably going to use a calculator. So Why when you not? use a calculator. For things that seem a lot more intimidating, I feel like that thing trickles down. I know this is kind of, kind of shifting off Alexander's point, but in the sense where calculator use as well, I think, is something that we could remedy, like eliminate the calculator from up till the point where you get into algebra. Oh, yeah. They had it before algebra? What? Yeah, I use calculators. Well, I mean, well, okay, I should say my experience with math is a lot different from other people's experience with math. Because I was given exposure much before I started elementary school, ah. but in 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 a sense, uh, I should say we were encouraged. I should say encouraged to use uh -huh. calculators. Uh, okay. From in my opinion, from what I learned, third through around eighth grade. Okay. Sorry, third third through around sixth sixth or seventh grade, and said, yeah, the reasons why I'm not I'm not sure, but I think it really like a lot of people can't. They're not as good as math because they rely on the calculator. I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but don't you remember back in elementary school when we had those 
oh, see who can do mental math. No, not mental math. Who can do math faster in just a simple addition thing? Like yeah. Someone using a calculator or someone using, like, just, just the head? Yeah, Yeah, and Walter was just, like, he just trashed everybody at that. Oh, thank Same. you. Same? I, I don't remember this, actually. But, uh, oh, I remember this all the time. It's called Beat the Calculator. I love that game. Uh, you know, anyways, actually, you know what's funny? Another, another sort of uh, tangent off of that is... Uh, <laughs> uh, I already made that joke once. I won't say anything again. Um, is that in middle school, we played this, we played this uh, game in, in our woodshop class. There's a little uh, explorer um, on half days, so there's not much time. You can't really go into the shop and, and uh, make anything. We play a little math game. We line up, um, and he'll ask... What was it called? Heads up, seven up? Uh, no, like, no, no, no. Like, uh, around Maybe. the world? It was, I think it was something like that. I'm not Musical sure. Musical chairs. It was something, yeah. It, oh, no, it was around the world. It was around the world, for sure. Okay. But he, had, um, he had one person stand up, and then everybody else at their chairs would stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or no, they, they would be sitting down. And... Um, uh, they'd show like a flashcard up on the uh-huh. board really quickly, and the first person to shout out, like he, the, the person who's standing, goes and pairs next to somebody, and then the first person mm-hmm. to shout it out wins. And, and then if the on. person sitting down gets it, they stand up, and the other person sits down. And if the person's standing up, they just move to the next person until they get all the way back to their original seat. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is that it was a tough game for some people because um, sometimes, like, if you got anything over ten, if you get eleven times twelve, that'd be a problem. Eleven times uh-huh. eleven, that'd be a problem. And then sometimes even some of the knackier like addition ones, um, it's not as instant as some of the multiplication ones. Um, so yeah, it, I don't know. There's just a lot of levels of where calculators become a crutch. You know. So what oh, yeah. you're saying, also with that is another solution is just making math fun. Yeah, actually. That, that, I yeah, think well, I mean, isn't that true for any other subject? Faster. Well, yeah, but people don't usually people don't really see the potential of math being fun. And I'm sure as, as I'm saying this, people are thinking, yeah, it's not possible. Or as Alex said, exactly. yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. If I said, hey, English could be fun, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure somebody in the audience, <laughs> assuming we have an audience, is thinking, I can Sunday? see how English could be fun. We could write a poem. I, I don't know if that's their thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I understand. Or discussion or something. Mm-hmm. Sanjay, yeah. those 96 likes are pity likes. <laughs> Do you know them? Do you know those likers? All right, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so so I think, yeah, making it fun would be a good, be a good, good plan as well. What was that? Well, yeah, Combine well, I mean, three, make it fun, and also show relevance through physics and other math fields, math-based fields. Well, what I was also going to say is, like... I know, I remember freshman year, I had my first no-calculator quiz dropped on me. Ooh. And, I mean, well, I don't remember what I got, but I just remember a lot of the people struggled. Oh, yeah. So You probably got an F on that quiz. Now, there's something totally similar. Got it was where program, you, could, you could use a calculator, but if you didn't, you got extra credit. Mm-hmm. That's now also I, true, yeah. So I tried to them. not use it. I tried to not use a calculator, but uh, I... Uh, I copped out because I didn't want to get an answer wrong, so That's I true. checked my answer and I would have been would have been wrong. So, so does it happen? Everywhere, everywhere, you'll get a crutch on calculators, whether it's from middle school to your first tests in high school to even now. I'm pretty sure I have a crutch on a crutch. Yeah, I have a crutch. crutch. On me. Yeah. I can so, use my wait. calculator as a crutch. So does 
so that also brings up now. Now I want to bring up since since Walter, Walter, you were talking about how um, you didn't want to get an answer wrong, and so does the does the dislike of math stem from the emphasis on grades today, oh. and how ah. a grade can kind of waffle in English, but not not math. Uh yeah, what what are you what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that. You want me to just talk about that? It's easier to get a good grade in a subject that's not math because. Well, I have an answer to this question too. As you said this, as you said before, you can have a lot more room for error in a subject that isn't so concrete and discrete like math is. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So there's two sides of that coin. You could say because math has a concrete, dis distinct answer, I am more sure that I will get a good grade in that class than in English where there is more variability. You know what I mean? So yeah. th that's, that statement's just kind of like, eh, I don't know, it could or couldn't be, it, it really depends on the person. However, I do know that was part of my point in that math can be more frustrating because if you get it wrong, you are wrong. Like, there's no way around it. You could be close, right? But eh, that's... It's if it's not what what it what it should be, uh, that's it. You're done. Well, yeah. Well, I want to go off of that. I have I actually have two points. The first point is, personally, I think I don't like it when teachers give points for a student that shows the correct steps but gets the answer wrong. Because I feel like now, if on. you got hold the on. answer wrong, even though you may have understood how to do the problem, you still got the answer wrong. Well, what are but, they testing, though, dude? They're, they're testing your application. Okay, I, that makes sense now. Yeah, okay, what they're testing is, did you understand the concept? And if you understood the concept, the concept yeah. but accidentally added a, a subtracted to instead of added to, then I okay. think it's like, yeah, you did get it wrong, but I can see what you're doing here. So so maybe I guess there, there isn't that concrete yes or no, but it's still like uh, you didn't get the right answer in the end. And to me, that's um, just as important, right? Okay. Yeah. But that, that could just be my personality. Like, I, I'd like to see that the answer at the end of the equal sign is correct, no matter whether whether or not I got the uh, got the, the process right, yeah. Well, yeah, well, the second thing I was going to bring up was... Oh, sorry. Like, I know before we were talking about academic BS, so it's like math is we touched very... touched on that briefly, yeah. Yeah, well, math is very objective. So, like you said, there's no room, there's no wriggle room. Whereas in English, you can kind of beat around the bush enough so that you eventually... Like the teacher thinks that you got the claim, whereas in math you can't necessarily do that. That sounds specific, doesn't it? What specific? No, no, uh, talking about the claim. Anyways, uh, can you explain uh, what you mean by academic BS before we go any further? Oh, okay. So it's the premise that okay, pretend I have to write a report around. Uh, give me a topic. Okay, pretend I have to write a report on the Revolutionary War. Okay. Sure. So I know one or two facts about the Revolutionary War. Pretend this oh. on a test. And there's, like a, there's, there's, a, there's a wide range of topics that the teacher's going to draw from, and she mm -hmm. happens to draw uh, the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So I know about one or two facts. So academic BS is where you take those one or two facts, and you splay them out in your thesis, and then your commentary on that is some plausible interpretation of these two events, mm -hmm. and you kind of, you're essentially beating around the bush enough to where it seems like you got the claim, where in truth you didn't really know. But you're still using critical thinking skills. Yeah, but but you're you you didn't grasp the full complete understanding of the concept. You just knew one or two things, and from those one or two fragments, you kind of put them together and you did some into something that could have been 
uh, Correct. Should have been more well informed. Yeah. Okay. Whereas in math, yeah. Whereas in math, if if you don't know the the two, the two found like the two the the two stepping stones. If you don't have the two stepping stones, then you you're not going to be able to like you know move further in the concept. Like if if I don't know how to add and I don't know how to subtract, then how am I going to solve one plus one minus two? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, <laughs> unless you have multiple choice, in which case, plug in those numbers. I don't like multiple tip, choice. Tip of the day. Um, no, but I see what you mean. So, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, makes sense. Well, I mean, going back to my, well, I want to talk about multiple choice now, but I don't like multiple yeah. choice because don't worry it, about it. it, yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't really force you to use the concept, it's just plug into oh. it. <laughs> nope. But it saved my uh, grade a couple times, so. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't I like appreciate that. Choice. Yeah, but I think subjectivity is always good because mm-hmm. it makes you think about what you're gonna do. I feel like, right. well, I mean, we're trying to during a tangent, but I feel like subjectivity is a better measure of your grasp of a concept than objectivity. Well, because it forces you to say more. Yeah, and then you I reveal think... whether it's true, whether you really know, if you, whether you really have an understanding of the mm-hmm. concept. So. Uh... I think Alexander died, uh, judging by how little he's spoken in the past five minutes. No, no see, you, you you've okay? just you've just been just just keep you just keep going. Okay, what do you have to say? <laughs> um, I have very little to say actually. I've just been okay. enjoying this um monologue. Beautiful commentary. That's fine. Monologue, dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to bring this conversation anywhere else, or do you wanna, or is that a good thing to? Okay, well, we didn't really address... We should come back to that. What was our definite what we think is going to solve this problem? About the conceptualization. Well, I, I think it'd be a hybrid of everything that we sort of said so far at the end. Or for this last sort of later third. Um, but to, like, sum it up. Sum it up. Right. Sum it up? Well, I can't maybe remember. Maybe we Alexander sum it up. Focus on... Alexander sum it up? All right, Alex, you got okay. this. I okay. I, I'll I I will sum it up. I will sum it up right now. I'll do it better than any of you ever could. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sum it up. Huh? Get it. Okay. Um. This is youth talks. I do not remember what we talked about, <laughs> but I will try and academic BS my way out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm doing good so far. Okay. You're doing so we well. Actually. About how math is disliked with students due to how concrete it is. Uh, okay. <coughs> we need a summary of the uh, solution. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Don't question the grandmaster. <laughs> okay. And the way that math is taught puts more emphasis on knowing the numbers than the meaning behind the numbers. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you get me, okay? Yeah. So the solution to this... Yeah, we got you. You got me? Okay. The solution to this is we can incorporate math into more applied subjects, such as physics or chemistry and statistics, to make math more relevant, to make it more than just numbers and variables, and make it Uh actually applicable in life. Or we could do something along the lines of Common Core and teach math, teach numbers in a conceptual manner by breaking them down and building upon numbers instead of just uh, rote memorization on how and, to do something. Yeah. I think uh, something you said earlier, I'm going to try to quote you the best I can about Common Core was 
making the big concepts or showing that the big concepts are just uh, a combination of all the little ones. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that that can definitely. I think uh, that's that, yeah. I think that's a teaching style right there that'd be really effective. And if you paired that with the uh, conceptual uh, sort of program, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or uh, schedule. Yeah, I think that'd be the most uh, effective way. An issue with this approach, though, is that Good. is that as people have seen, um, people are so used to learning math the old style uh -huh. that um, they're very resistant to Common Core. And Common Core, it's not not a great solution. I'll yeah, I don't think Common Core is a good solution. Yeah, it's not not a great solution. Yeah. It's, you know, but but something along those lines, something mm -hmm. along those lines, mm -hmm. and we we don't well, have that yeah. now, but def def definitely not a well, just definitely not a linear line, huh? Oh my God, Walter! More of a tangential sort of deal. Walter, shut up. <laughs> Any, okay, well, going back to Common Core, I think, I mean, this is going into a little bit political, but uh, if Ooh. I I, Ooh. I feel like a Common Ooh, Core, it, the way spicy. the way Alexander talked about it, I know shut a lot up. of people have their own opinions on Common Core, but. Uh, I think we need to address Common Core from a from a from a broadly conceptual standpoint, in terms of what it's teaching, instead of what it's imposing. I'll leave it at that. I good because I don't know what you said. Okay. okay Anyways, can we end, no, no, can we can end you the podcast now? No, I, mean, I, uh, I was going to ask one last aside question. One but, final question. Okay. One final side question. Also, okay, this, don't this, edit any of this. Just keep I it wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen, but okay. Anyways, so this may lead into uh, another discussion for another time, but no, we're apart, from math, apart from math, what do you think is the second most hated subject in school? Leave your comments on Sandra's Facebook page. <laughs> no, no, but like also, seriously though, I'm asking both of you. What do you think is the most hated subject? Second hated subject. So, oh, so, yeah, yeah, so to me. Because uh, we have a consensus agreement that math is the most. So what do you think is the next one? Probably science. Yeah. Because it's math-related? Okay. I would say science. Well, not, not all sciences. Biology is not, right? Physical sciences, sort of. They have a, like, if you graph, uh, whatever. Uh, PE might be up there. Oh, no. Come on. People <laughs> love PE. Do you? No, look. It's very subjective. Exactly. So you can't yeah. just answer that question. Well, we did with math. Yeah, that's true. Future episode. <laughs> don't no, don't tell no. them. No. Don't tell the sheep. Please comment. Please comment uh, possible topics that you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, oh yeah, I, on the I, Facebook I, page. I would enjoy. Please, please like. I would please like and subscribe. <laughs> please, please like. Is, isn't that my subscribe. job? Share on Facebook with your friends. Uh huh. We're sellouts. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Topic ideas. I, I like the controversial stuff. Uh, this was this felt was this was more linear. There was not there was not there was not two sides of this issue, not yeah. three sides of this issue that we could we could uh, uh, argue for or against. Um, so preferably something with a little more zing, a little more bite, a little more. Uh, oh yeah, I mean I have a few ideas. Behind I'll it. Throw yeah, out there. A few ideas. Well, I'd like to hear what the people have to say, Sanjay. So uh, uh, of course, but but, but uh, I'm gonna throw some out there right now. Should I? Okay. I'll th yeah, throw some sure. Out there. And maybe even they'll they'll okay. be able to do it. So they'll be so. Able to uh, I guess the I guess I can give you five a top five, top five? Uh, okay, in man, no dad. particular order. The first one would be the concept of individualism and the free no. market. So like, uh, do you know what's best for yourself or do you know what's best for others? Okay, let him get the, this. The second one 
would be a little bit more edgy in the sense that uh, uh, talking about Peter Kramer's uh, listening to Prozac, so the uh, antidepressants and how it relates to current relevant issues today. The and, third uh, one. The third, one, third one is um, what is the dankest meme out there today? Okay, that's fine. Cut that. Please cut that. I won't cut that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm in the same Skype call as this person, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, and then is, the fourth one. What, what is anyway, the dankest meme of 2016? And, and with one, oh my god, Alexander, come on. Okay, and then the fourth one uh, was going to be how, how living in a diverse society has affected your worldview. And the last one I wanted to talk about That's not controversial. Alright, well, it's not I mean, it's not necessarily controversial. It, it's, just, it's just a kind of reflecting where I was like, my, my parents, they didn't really, you know, have mm-hmm. that um, extreme diversity like we do today. And then yep. the last one I wanted, I wanted to touch on was world issues and other stuff. Do you pay attention from the start or do you wait until it affects you directly? Okay, so th- those are your five. I got a couple five here. Uh, they're, okay. they're pretty spicy too. Uh, okay. Nice and uh, I gotta find them here. I made a little list. Um, uh-huh. Oh wow, scripted. Scripted. Scripted video, guys. Scripted video. <laughs> and you can tell by our. Uh... All right, never mind. <laughs> Constant interjections. Uh huh. Um. So here, 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 here are my topics. Let me let me get it here. Okay. Um. Almost there. Okay, okay, well, while Walter's finding his topics, let's do the uh, the outro. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Youth Talks. Alexander and Walter, you two were uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, uh, if you guys like this format... say about us, pretty good. Hey, man, pretty good from Sanjay. That means a lot, dude. Okay, if you like the style of video... I mean, not the style of video. If you like this this new style of podcast, I did, but if, if you did as well, please uh, tell us on our Facebook page. That's www.facebook.com slash youthtalks1. Hit us up with a review on iTunes, itunes.com slash youthtalks, I'm pretty sure, or just Google Youth Talks by Sunday Satish on iTunes. And our SoundCloud page is www.com, sorry, www.soundcloud.com slash sanuscubed. That's S-A-N-S-C-U-B-E-D. Please listen. Please like our Facebook page. Please like and subscribe. You probably already like the Facebook page. more videos. Oh yeah, and, videos. And if you oh, like we have a YouTube channel format. too now. We've, thanks to Adam O'Leary, we have a YouTube channel as well. So that's facebook.com slash youthtalks1, soundcloud.com slash sanuscubed, uh, itunes.com slash youthtalks, I'm pretty sure that's our link. And the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash youthtalks as well. So. And uh, no, you did not just rewind this video accidentally. You just repeated that. Um, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> just, just to be clear. Uh, and also, um, oh, I was going to say something. For all it was, but I have my topics now. Okay, so, yeah, um, topics. Here are my topics. School drug testing. Yes or no? Okay. Should be a fun one. Torture. Yay or nay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> keep going, should keep there going. be should there be uh should people be required to get a permit to be a parent to have a oh, child? That's pretty spicy. Something, anything to do with obesity. Okay. Uh and and uh, I think, oh, and also, um, here, here's another one, mandatory PE classes. That's Aren't another PE idea. PE already mandatory? And yeah, PE classes being mandatory, it sort of kind of maybe goes hand in hand with anything about obesity. Um, uh-huh. um, and then also something that just, this is a smaller idea, um, the merits of having the Olympics in one specific place every, hmm. uh, every, every four years. Olympic I also remember Island. what I was going to say. 
So uh, yes. it was going to be, if you like the new format but didn't like the people talking, leave a comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and explain. don't say you didn't like me, because I'll, I'll be here forever, so... I'll take his place if you guys really want to, though. So, no, uh, that's, that's not... all we got. We got. We're out of time. Uh, thank you for thank you all for listening. Uh, check out those links that uh, that he uh, listed out a couple times for you guys. Um, and uh, that's that's Walter. See you guys. Alexander. Hi. Bye. We, we did this for way too long. Okay, this call took seventy-five minutes. No, okay, no, but the recording is only forty-four. Okay, I could have how many times minutes. we had to re- retake this. You said it was gonna be short. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna cue the uh, outro sure, music. Alex, so. How does that feel? Bada bam, 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 bam. Outro music. The button for a second here. Uh, Walter actually after we finished recording had a really nice idea so I decided to plug it in at the end of this episode so that's what this is right now had a new idea um, we think that if you guys have any questions um, that we you'd like us to respond to any stories that you'd like us to tell and um, talk about discuss maybe a little more relaxed sort of episode um, then feel free to send them in to Sanjay hit him up at his stuff uh, yeah explain what that is Oh yeah, so um, uh, we actually tied to the YouTube account. We have an email, so youthtalks at gmail You can email us there, or you can contact me personally. Instagram at Santa's Cubed, Kick at Santa's Cubed, Snapchat at Santa's Cubed, and Facebook, of course, Sunday Satish. So, and I'd recommend the email because uh, it might be a little bit hard to send a story or a question with the text limit of a snap. That's true. <laughs> uh, but. Either way, uh, he's just getting more and more followers as we speak. So, uh, of course, totally. <laughs> All right, yeah, thank you. Oh, that, yeah. That just one, just one little thing that I think we should uh, that we should that we, that I think is important. Some more interaction. Also, if you want to be on the show, yes, please. Specific, we need we need if more. A, if there's yeah. a specific topic you want to talk about, come to come to us with it. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Please. Come to us. I'm sorry. This is Sanjay's thing, but I'm 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 just talking. Um, come to him with it, and um, yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm sure Walter's going to be on pretty much all these episodes, so. Yeah, I really enjoy this. Unless you guys don't want me to, in which case, well, no, never mind. I'm doing it. Well, Walter sucks, guys. I'm doing it anyways, whether you, whether you like it or not. Okay, well, thank you so much, Walter, and uh-huh. uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Peace. I hope so.